We are up to Lamed Gimel Ahmed Aleph. The Gemara in the mission said, you're not, you don't violate any Isurim in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Shaifa. You don't even travel Tchum Shabbos or anything else. And the mission says, when you, and you don't cut a Shaifa, whether you're doing an Isa or you're doing Isa Rice. So you might want to know, what do you mean cutting out a Shaifer? Sometimes you're over the Rabbana, sometimes the Raisa. How does that work? You don't cut the, the Shaifer. Whether it's using a tool that is uh, only whether it's something that you're over an Isa the Raisa. What will be a perfect example of a Shus? Magal or Sikl. It's not normal to use a sickle to carve out a, a shoifer, so therefore that's only when If you use a knife, which is the normal way of doing it, and you're being a makabapatish, you're completing the work of the, of the shoifer, and that is forbidden mahatayda. So the more asks, once you tell me you're not even violated, you have to tell me the raisa. Sometimes we say the, the one, the more novel thing first, and then we say, and definitely, of course, the less novel thing. That's the style of this particular Mishnah. Then the Mishnah says, I believe if you want to pour water in there, if you want to put wine in there, there's no problem, you can. Says the Gemara, it sounds from here, you can put water or wine, that's all right. Don't put in urine, even though it's very good for the shaver, it brings out the quality of the sound. We don't want you to use it, and why not? Mastis and Mani, who is also of our Mishnah, Abbasholi. This is, we know another Tana who once said this, and that's Abbasholi. Tanya, we learned Abbasholi. Abbasholi says, You're allowed to put wine or water, even on Yom Tiv, in order to make it crystal clear. But you're never permitted to put in Meraglaim. You're disrespectful to use an instrument of a mitzvah using Meraglaim. Just like we had in the base of Midas, you don't put it in there with the spices. It says in the Mishnah, you don't stop children from um, from blowing. They want to blow, even on Shabbos, you don't stop children from blowing. And then the Mishnah continues further, but not only you don't stop them, you actually help them out, you train them until they learn out. So the Mishnah has like two parts. First it says, if they do it, don't stop them. Sounds like, you know, you're not really involved, but don't have to stop them. But then the Mishnah says, in fact, you should be involved and teach them. Which Mara will dwell on in a minute. But first thing we want to dwell on a side issue. That's not a side issue. Gemara says, it seems like only a child, you don't prevent from playing the shaifer because it's chinuch, and one day they'll be chayiv and shaifer. Hanoshim ma'akum. But a woman, if they want to play they with a shaifer, you do stop them. Why is that? Because they don't have a mitzvah. If you don't have a mitzvah, then it's, um, um, it's a muktzah, and you shouldn't be doing it. So Shavuos says the Gemara, what Tanya we learned, ain't ma'akvin, loyes on Hashem, loyes at Tanaikis, with the Kaibiyam, we learned, and elsewhere in other Braisa, that, that if women want to, you don't stop them either. So our Mishnah seems to say that women you do, and the other Braisa you don't, what's a chilik? Amar Abay Lekash, Horab Yehuda, Horab Yehuda, Yehuda, there's a machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, and what is that? Tanya we learned, Says David and Yisrael, instruct the Eden and tell them the person being the carbon. It says them that you have to um, part of the process of the carbon is you have to put your hands on the carbon. It's called smicha, putting pressure on the on the carbon, on the head of the carbon. So it says Bnei that when it opens up the page, it says talk to Bnei Yisrael. Also, Yehuda says Bnei Yisrael, same thing. But ain't Bnei Yisrael, and women don't give you the beholding allowed to. 
when you're allowed to. He said that any mitzvah that you are part from, then if you do it, you're over baltasif. You're adding a new mitzvah because for you this doesn't exist. However, they don't have to, but they want to, they definitely can. So the our mission holds and Noshim cannot that follows Rabbi Huda that it's also since they don't have the mitzvah shaifer, it's not allowed to hear shaifer because of Baltasif. And therefore you have to remember Akim. Ashang in the Braitha hold like Rabbi Yesab Shimon and the Mitzvah says Magram and Noshim can't do the shus, and therefore, of course, they can blow shaifer. Now, even though Amstam Mishnah learns like Rabbi Huda, the Halach is like Rabbi Yesi and Rabbi Shimon. Now, there's a big Machlekes Rishayim. So, can women make a bracha when they're putter or not? The Rambam holds they cannot make a bracha, and so do other Rishayim hold, because how can you say mitzivanu? You don't have a mitzvah, how can you say mitzivanu? Rabbeinu Tamher in Kedushin, Erwin, and other places holds that definitely they can make a bracha. He brings a raya, he brings a raya of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, whoever would have told me he was blind, that the halacha like Rabbi Huda, that a blind person is part of the mitzvahs, I'm ecstatic. Because I'm potter, and yet I'm doing the mitzvahs on a voluntary basis. Isn't that more beneficial? But then when I found out that a mitzvah of if you're instructed to do something, it has more value than if it's just on a voluntary basis, I'm not so happy. But l'chayda, if you are potter from mitzvahs, and still, and you don't make a bracha, then what would we be happy about? He's missing out on so many parts, so many, first of all, so many brachas, and second, so, so many mitzvahs, the whole mitzvah is only a bracha. You know, Sphere Simon, for example, the whole mitzvah is only a bracha. And, and, and Megillah, and, and, and the other mitzvahs that uh, you're missing out all these brachas or mitzvahs are brachas. What would be so happy about? Is an ayah that you could make a bracha? Then Taysa has a whole discussion that maybe you cannot bring a ayah from a summer to Noshim because summer is at least chayim in the Rabban. Therefore, they can make a bracha. But Noshim, those mitzvahs, they are part of the part completely. And why, what is the logic in that? Why should a summer be chayim in the Rabban and Noshim totally? Because summer, if they're part of the part from all the mitzvahs. And therefore, they will, they'll, they'll be like a guy. A woman, the vast majority of mitzvahs are chayim in anyway, just these few that are mangrama. So maybe then, why should the Rabbanon make them chayim? Anyway, then Teisa brings an interesting raya. He says, a raya that, that Noshim can make a bracha is from the fact that we've been learning more Megillah, that the forgivable letter that Noshim can get Ali in the Torah. So again, Ali in the Torah, that means, and, and Talmud Torah the Potter, and yet they can make a bracha. Is a raya that even mitzvahs that you're a Potter, you can make a bracha. Then Teisa says, no, no raya from there, because the fact that they can make, uh, that the bracha we make on Birchus Atayra has nothing to do with Talmud Torah. In the morning before davening, you make the Birchus Atayra, and yet if you're an Ali, you make a bracha. And a better raya, a koyin, is there's no laving in the show, the koyin gets the, the, the Ali of the laving and makes a bracha again. What for? You just made the bracha. Is an ayah that the bracha is you make a tayra has nothing to do with birchas tayra. It started. That's the mitzvah of the tayra. The Mogen Avraham brings an ayah from this ayah from Tosis that women have a chiv in listening to kriyas tayra on Shabbos. Or someone bring an ayah from there because that means because Tosis is perfectly happy. Why Noshim can get an aliyah because they have the mitzvah of kriyas tayra just like men. Not do with Talmud tayra, and others disagree. Actually, Mogen disagrees. So at the conclusion of Tosis, so anyway, he. Sorry. So, 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 what's the, so practically speaking, if women take it upon them, have taken upon themselves to, or they have an obligation for Tikkis show for today, could they learn to blow it as well? Did they have the same yeah, problem? Yeah. yeah, give me one second. Yes. So, getting back to the Elias, once again, back to Elias, Chase is also not right from there because in those days it didn't make brachas. Remember, when you learn Megillah, the first Ali and the last Ali made a bracha, everyone in the middle didn't. So, who said they made a bracha at all? Bottom line is, 
And therefore, they can do all the mitzvahs and they make a bracha as well. The only mitzvahs that, that uh, women are discouraged from is tefillin. And because certain weeks at certain times of the, uh, the month, they cannot wear tefillin for the tummy. And then you're, you're making like a declaration when you're, you are and when you're not. It's like really private minyonim, like sneers. And the other one is um, tzitzis. Since men don't really have a chiv to wear tzitzis mahatarif, it's the Rabbanon who said we should wear tzitzis. The Torah only says, if you happen to have a four-corner garment, put on tzitzis. But if you don't have a four-corner garment, you don't have to. And um, so therefore, if someone is potter and they put it on and they, and they take a part of the chiv, we think you're asking Hashem to judge you as if to say, all oh, the chiv I'm taking care of properly. Now I'm, gonna, now I'm going to go out and even think that nobody's chayiv and I'm going to take upon myself. So therefore, they discourage it, even though we know there were women who used to wear tzitzis, um, from women who used to wear tzitzis. There's, um, so they, of course, they can blow shayfer, and they can, and now there's, there's a Rabbeinu Hillel, Antares Kainim, who understands Pshat, and Kavish Shirim talks about a lot. He actually learns that the Pshat is that um, there comes to Mitzvah Zevan Grom, the same Chiyu men have women have, that's what they can say with Sivon. Only difference is that we get punished if we don't do it, and they don't. Because you know they have the positive without the negative side, so it's exactly the same chiyuv, and that's how he learns. Then the raw writes an interesting thing, brought down in the Bach in Hilchas Rosh Hashanah actually by Shafer, that if let's say um, those mitzvah say she's my grandma woman's potter, and she does it three times, then it becomes like a neder mahatera. So now she's chay mahatera. So let's say as a girl, they went they went to shul three times, you know, every year she's trying to hit tears. And it becomes like a chiv they have to hit here. So Ben Shul every single day, they become like a chiv they have to do it every single day because it's like a neder, a vow that they took upon themselves. So he says they should always say bli neder. Others want to say that if it's, let's say, while they're a girl versus when they're married is because it's as if they're saying, as long as I can, I'll do it. Even though they didn't expressly say so, it's tantamount to saying so. And therefore, they don't, it's not like a neder. But the Ritva and the, and the um, Inkidushin says the reason why they can say Ritzibonu, even though they weren't commanded, is Ritzibonu is, is Klau Yisrael. I'm not talking about me personally. Say Ritzibonu. So they see you told me, you told Klau Yisrael. So therefore they have every right to say Ritzibonu. And, um, and that's the halacha, by the way. Where there is an argument even today is regarding Havdullah, regarding Havdullah. If you have a chance to look up Sibadeh Tzadik Tess in Tazim of Abram. Okay, let's continue. That's why it says in Shul, you shouldn't hear Havdallah and be Yates and then go home and make Havdallah again for your wife, because some people say that Havdallah maybe they have potter from. So then will be a bracha of Atallah saying it again. So you should not hear Havdallah in Shul at all. If you hear, you have to have a mind not to be Yates. And then you go home and you make Havdallah for everybody else. So that's halacha. Says the Gemara, I must ask you, Ben Achalam, do you allow to be involved with the kids until you teach them? Amr Abdullah said, even on Shabbos. That what? That even, not only on Yom, even on Shabbos, you can teach them Shafer. You can teach, it's an amazing thing. You can teach your kid Shafer, even though it's books and everything else, to train him on Shabbos. And then it says, and you don't stop the kids from blowing on Shabbos. Very odd. The Bryce is talking saying you can teach them, then it says, if they, learn, if they, if they take the Shafer and play around with it, don't stop them. Hogu v'kashet, contradictory. 
Amrit, first you say, is asking Behen Ashiul. You actually get involved and you train them after the Bashabas. Alma Lechatchila, Amrinum, Bitoma Lechatchila, Tiku, you should blow. And then Valatana, Ema Akvin, you don't stop them. Iku would do Ema Akvin. Halachatchila, Lemnim, Lechatchila, you shouldn't do it. How's that work? Tiku, you don't say that. Go ahead and 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 blow with them. So what's going on? Like Kasha, not a problem. Can be cotton shigil chinuch. Here we're talking about an older kid who's mature enough and you have a mitzvah of chinuch. Can be cotton shalayigil chinuch from a youngster. So Rashi, way Rashi learns is a cotton shigil chinuch, let's say eight, nine years old, then you can teach them on Shabbos because they already have a mitzvah of chinuch, so you t- teach them a mitzvah. But if a child is underage, there's no mitzvah whatsoever, then don't teach them. Traces and many of the train totally disagree with Rashi and they learn exactly the opposite. A kid who is mature enough, you have to stop them from doing muktzah, so therefore don't. They're the ones you don't, you don't prevent them if they do it on their own. You don't have to stop them, but you definitely don't get them involved because even though you're doing a good thing teaching them how to blow a shofar, but you're doing it on Shabbos. What happens to you? You're completely rejecting the laws of muktzah. But if it's a kid under the age of chinuch, so there's no real certainty whatsoever, then you can actually train them. That's how they learn. Then the mission continues. Bamis asek lo and then it says, if somebody's playing around with a shaper, they are not yotzer. Right now, Ms. Asik, we think, doesn't mean playing around. It means he didn't have in mind to blow the shaper. So if he didn't have in mind, you're not yotzer. So isn't that a proof that mitzvahs uh, need kavan? It says the Gemara. Um, it says, Hamis Asik, you're sorry, you're playing around, you're not yotzer. Sounds like hot to Let's say, not, you weren't, Ms. Asik means you were playing around, suddenly the right sounds came out. You had absolutely no intention for the sound. Forget the mitzvahs. Sounds like, let's say you had no, let's say you you, you plan to um, actually sing. You didn't have a mind the mitzvah, but you plan to to uh, to play these notes of a shafer, but as a song, then you would be yaitzi, because mitzvah don't need kavana. The problem here is that it's worse than that. Here it's a masasik. Here you just happen to be toying around with the shafer, and suddenly sounds came out. The let's say there's a proof to Ravadamarabatakalish. If somebody blows shafer just for singing melody, yotza yoyaitza. Says the Gemara, no proof. Dilma nami miss Those people hold that mitzvah do need kavana. They hold that playing the shaper for music for a melody, even though you had a mind to play the right note, but for this melody is the same as a misasik. Misasik means as far as the mitzvah is concerned, you're just playing around. Doesn't matter whether you intended to make those notes, you didn't make the notes. It doesn't matter. You didn't have a mind to mitzvah. Then it says, If you heard from somebody playing around, even though the sounds are right, you are not yotzer. Now sounds like. You're not yet because the guy had no intention of anything. What happened? The guy intended to play actually music. Well, actually, the guy intended to play shayfer, to blow real shayfer. Then you are yet Before we learn that you have to, he has to have you in mind. Here it sounds like he doesn't have to have you in mind at all, as long as he did the right thing. So they got a min It sounds like, but if the guy tak intended to blow shayfer, even though he didn't have you in mind, you yet to to have it to It's a question of zayda. Don't abzayda. Abzayda said the shema. He said to his gabbai, "Yichavin v'tokel." You have me in mind when you blow the shayfer. I, why does it say we talked about a guy even the person was not misasik. even the person intended to blow shayfer for the mitzvah you're not yetzer because it didn't have you in mind now we're talking about the keys themselves finally the end of the masechta the last couple of pages we're going to learn about what exactly what sounds they have to blow and you know, there's a big machlek as a shayni. You can see the traces himself is uh, goes to town over here. Says the commissioner, say that kiss. What is exactly the order of the kiss? There's sholish, there's three brackets, sholish, sholish, and each one is is made up of three. In other words, in those days, basically it was tarat, kiss, through it, kiss. But you did three times, and that was the whole kiss shayf. 
So Mahatayda, we'll see later whether the first one is Mahatayda, the other one is all three Mahatayda, but Mahatayda, let's say all three, all you need is a true in the middle, whatever true is, and with a Tkiyab before it and Tkiyab after it. So the three brackets of three. Shir Tkiyab, how long should a Tkiyab be? Kisholish Truis, how long should a Tkiyab be? Like three Truis. And Shir Trua, how long should Trua be? Kisholish Yivava is like three um, moans. We'll see later what that is. So in total, um, the shared key um, is like nine truths. And we'll see later, the way the way Rashi learns, that it means all three brackets, the aggregate of all three brackets is nine truths. That means each key is merely three truths, as we'll see. Talk about Let's say you blew the first one correctly. And then the key, you blew it long enough to start the next bracket. It only counted as one. And uh, and the way it actually learns, you're going from Malchus to Zechreinus. And it could, because we can learn this in a minute, that if you don't, that if the evidence, if you don't even say the Psukim at the time when you belong to Shaitra. So therefore, that's maybe what the Mishnah is talking about. You blew all brackets in consecutive order. So if you, if you did Ke'achreinus, you want it to be also the beginning of the next bracket, it doesn't work. What happens? Misha Beidach, you made the Yidabu Musaf, but you had no Shaitra. But Achikach Nisman Roshav, then you had your Shaitra. Is take Maria, but take You do this all three brackets as if you were davening, even though you're not davening right now. In fact, we're having more later discussion. If you have two cities, one city there's no shayfer, but the vachazan. Remember those days they had no machzerim, so the chazan would be mighty everybody. And you would daven Muslim. The other city you have no chazan, so nobody's going to daven, but you have a shayfer. Where should you go? So in those you get to shayfer, even though you don't have, you're not davening. Every individual is chayiv. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, Shliach Tzibur mighty the Rabbi Chibasim. Rabbi Gamliel says that a Shliach Tzibur is mighty the Rabbi Yidei Chibasim. That a chazan is mighty everybody Yidei Chibasim. But no, as the Tanakhama said, that every single person has to daven on their own, and the Shliach Tzibur is only mighty those who don't know how to daven. Rabbi Gamliel says, no, that the Shliach Tzibur, because davening is so long, as we'll see later, he could be mighty everybody if they want to rely on. <clears throat> okay, we'll talk about it later. But Tanya, we learned shared kia could through a hit. You told me the shared kia is three true, as we learned elsewhere in the Raisa, that the shared kia is only like a single true. Um Abaya Abaya says, Tana didon, our Tana Khoshit Kia de Kulubaba. Our Tana is talking about the aggregate, three kias, right? Three brackets. So you need a total of three truths. And, uh, and, and each true is, is a is a yavava, so therefore each each key has to be the the, 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 the length of time of three yavavas. And true is the kulubabba, and therefore it's counted the truest of all three brackets. And tonabra, the time of the is focusing on one bracket, one bracket, no more, and one bracket, therefore you have only one true. As a big machlekes in a shayim. How to so Rashi learns here. This is how the way we just learned the way Rashi learns. Learned. So basically, the sound of a tkiya is merely the sound of three truths and no longer than that. And um, which is very, very short. And we're saying that the, so that's how long the tkiya should be. And the last tkiya could be longer than that. And the tkiya has to, um, therefore, the tkiya has to be as long as the brackets in the middle. So, for example, if it's uh, if it's shivarim, it's a little bit longer. The key has to, there has to be longer. If it's uh, just true on its own, the key is shorter. If it's tashrat, the way we do today, shivarim and true, which they make together up to true, the key at the end has to be uh, long as long as that. 
<clears throat> However, other Rishayim learn that each Yavava is the length of three sounds, and you have to have three Yavavas. So the true has to be nine sounds, which, by the way, is a lot of has to be nine sounds, which is three times as long as Rashi's kiss. There has to be um, each bracket, the true has to be nine, a minimum of nine sounds, and that's how long the kiss should be. <clears throat> Um, okay, that's number one. Number two, Tasis here brings down the Oro, the famous Oro, who says that, <clears throat> oh, before we get to the Oro, there's a big machek in the Shania then by Musaf, what do you blow? Some say you blow the first set by Malchi, you blow Tashrat today, then the next one is Tashat, the next one is Tarat. Others say Rabbi Tam has a problem with it. It's like a contradiction. So which one is it? Remember, we'll, we'll see the matter why we do the way we do it, because we're not sure exactly what true is. So each each one you pick, you hedge your bets, each one you do a different one, doesn't really make sense. You have to be uniform. So some say you do across all the way Tarat, the shortest one. Others say you do across all the way Tashrat. And to get to 100, you make up a dent. And then you have um, a Tam who says the best way is the way we do it in Hopavich. We do Tashrat, Tashat, Tarat, and many shows. Each one, you do the full set, you know, 12 sounds for each one, 30 sounds. Okay, so that's another machlekes. And you'll, in some Ashkenaz shows, you see that they blow differently. Then you have the, the other big machlekes, the Aruch says here that we blow the kiyas side by tfil, the lachish side by the musaf. So not only tfil the musaf of the of a tzibur, the chazaz shatz, but also when you daven quietly, you blow the 30 sounds, which is what many do, and we do that as well. Others say that you don't do it during tfil the lachash because uh, it, it might disrupt you know, some people are slower, some people are faster, and people are slower, they're going to disrupt their davening. <clears throat> Others say you just pause. But um, then there's a machlekes that uh, all those, like we do it, that we blow during Tzulbalachash, you also say Hayyim Haras Oilam when you say Tzulbalachash. Most say that you don't. It's like a half single say later by the source for blowing Tzulbalachash is right here in Tzulbalachash. Then whatever asks you, the Flamgimel base, say for her as Tzulbalachash quotes. Okay, let's continue. Says him further. Um, uh, share through a each true is like three And the share of true is like three shvarim. Yavavas is sobbing. Let's say shvarim sounds a bit longer. See what it says. What do you call it? A day of true should be for you. Umitagaminen, what's true? A day of true? Yom Yevava Yehelucha. It should be a day of Yevava. Now, Uksiv it says, Be'im made the sister, the mother of sister, she's waiting for him to come back triumphant from the war, like he came back from every war, didn't know that Yael killed him. Ba'ada Chalai Nishkeva, she was looking via the window, waiting for her son to come back. And uh, but, uh, and then she didn't, he didn't come back. But the Yabeb aim sister. She sat there and she cried. Mars and, and the Targum says over there, it's your. Vava. What exactly is Yavava? Masava Genuchi Gonuch, moaning, crechting. So it's slower, drawn out. Masava Yululi Yolo, that it's sobbing, which is like a staccato sound, which is very quick, quick uh, sound. That's the Machlekes. And and we'll see later before Babudi Kisa came around, every city did whatever they wanted. Either they only Shwadim, they only Truas, or they did both Shwadim and Truas, because some people first they start with moaning and then it turned into sobbing. So that is the Machlekes. <clears throat> Um, the Torah we learned. Where does the Torah say you blow shayfa? Where does the Torah say you blow shayfa? We learned before tiku b'chayda shayfa by kesser chagenu eizel chag chagenu muschasa. That was a passing into him. 
Where do we find a remez in the Torah, an allusion in the Torah for Shaykh? Tamalaymer, it says a passing by Yom Kippur, Habar to Shaykh, true, or there it says the word true, it says also which what instrument should you use, the Shaykh, on the seventh month, the tenth day of the Chaydish Yom Kippur, Tavir Shaykh, so ain't the yellow be able, oh, we know that you're able, but Rosh Hashem and Ahar Rosh Hashem as well, Tamalaymer, tell the passing by Chaydish, Ashri, in the seventh month. Everyone knows Yom Kippur is the seventh month. Why does the Torah have to say the seventh? Superfluous. She ain't Tamalaymer, but Chaydish, Ashri, and Matamalaymer, why say the Chaydish, Ashri? She a cult true, Ashri, 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 is that because we want that all the truest that you do this month, whether it's Rosh Hashanah Kippur, should be exactly the same, which is what? With using a shaykhah. So, that, you know, it's like a hekish. Okay, we know the truth now. I know he's making a key prior. Tamalaymer says the passing, in the beginning of the passing, but Havarta shaykhah truah. Havarta means pass it through. No, it's pass first something before you blow the truah. Um, and, and, uh, fine. I know you do a key following. Tamalaymer, at the end of the very same passing, says, Tavidu shaykhah may pass the shaykhah throughout your land. So Tavidu is a key after the end. All we know is be able. All we know is be able. How do you know Rosh Hashanah? It says the seventh month. Uh, no, how do you know that? Okay, we explain how we know true is through an instrument called Shaykhah. But how do you know that just like in Kippur, you blow Kia prior, Kia after? It's the same thing in Rosh Hashanah, you blow Kia first and Kia after. Again, the same, the same Cheshbon. Tamalem is a Bechayishri, the seventh month, it's totally superfluous. Shay Tamalem, you don't need Bechayishri, Matamalem Bechayishri. She called true as a Chayishri, Zekazet, that all the blowings of the seventh month should be equal to each other. Okay, Umanayi in the Sholish, Sholish, or Haino, the three brackets. Maybe you blow once. Haino, three brackets. Tamalem, it says that three psukim in the Taylor where it says about about true, which we just established means Shafer. Bavarta Shafer true is one pasik. Shabbos and Zichron true, and Yem true Yilachem. So two of the psukim, it says true three times. Two of them, it doesn't say the word Shafer, but we learn it out. And we had yesterday a machlek is Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yisi. According to Rabbi Yudah, because it doesn't say Shafer explicitly, you cannot use it psukim for Shafers, because he holds that even though we learn it, we glean it from a Gzeri Shava or a Hekesh, it's not the same thing as if it's written beforeish, and therefore we don't say it. Rabbi Yisi says no. The fact that we learn Gzeri Shava is as if it's written right there. How do you know that we that that um, that we two two of them written by Roshana, one by Yom Kippur? How do you know that we add the one from Yom Kippur Roshana and we add the two from Roshana to Yom Kippur? Tamalema says Shri Shri to the Chayda Shri the seventh month Ligzeda Shavada. What we compare the two? Says Marat Shalosh the three brackets Shain Teisha total of nine. Why? Should, um, and why? Because you have a key through it, key it, key through it, key it. Each set of true requires key before key after. So it's a total of nine. Shared key, how long should a key be? Key true. And how long should a true be? Like three shwarim. So you want to ask one question. You just brought down before we learned it from a hekesh, because is superfluous to tell you that everything is seventh month and how it is. And the hashtag is a shava. Now you tell me it's a shava, shvi, shvi. How's that work? Says you want a hachikama. So which one is it? A hekish or gzeir shava? Hachikama. E lav gzeir shava had it not been for the fact that gzeir shava have a meisin of hekisha, I would have brought it through a hekish. Or but hashta the asik gzeir shava. Now that you brought a gzeir shava, shvi shvi, then hekisha loitzadek. We don't even need the hekish anymore. And you are right. We just brought the hekish initially before we knew about the gzeir shava. Then once we established the shava, we no longer need the hekish. Okay, that finishes gemara today. We'll continue tomorrow in mitzvah hashem. I mean, can you ex explain a little bit the relevance of the difference between the Hekish and the Kaseir Shava? 
Agzer Shava means there's a, there's a, a word in the, the in this pasuk here that's extra. And there's a word. There's two kinds of gzer, three kinds of shavas. Basically, you have a word in one one subject. You have a word in another subject, and we equate the two words. We're told Moshe Rabbeinu Sinai that these two words are meant to you meant to learn from each other, according to some of That's how it is given to us. And there's two. There's three kinds. One is that it's the word is extra in both places, and it must be there to tell you that we compare the dinim in this pasuk here to the dinim in that other pasuk there. And because it's extra in both places, you can't ask me any questions, anything, because it's clearly written there for that purpose. Then you have a mufnim mitzadechad. You have a gzereshava where one pasuk is totally superfluous, no need for it, but in the other pasuk where it brings down this word is actually needed for itself. And still we make Xer Shava, but you can ask if you have a very strong question, you can undermine the Xer Shava. But then we have a Mufna, we have another Gishava, which is not Mufna at all, which is not extra at all. Where a word is here, a word is there, and we equate the two. But that one there, if you have even a, a weaker question, that undermines their Shava, because we'll say, look, it's not meant to be taught to, to, to compare to each other. The word is written here for its own, you know, whatever the subject is, and the word written there necessary over there. That's Xer Shava. And that's the most powerful way of learning. And it comes from Sinai. Then you have a Hekish. A Hekish is a Machlekes Rashi and Sukkah and, and other Shining, whether we can make up our own Hekish. We cannot make up Exer Shav. It has to be by tradition. And But a Hekish is a Machlekes, of, uh, if you could make it ourselves, or also it, you know, it's coming down from uh, Moshe and Sinai. But a Hekish means basically within the same Pasuk, there's two ideas and we bring the two together or two Sukkim next to each other and we equate the two. So it's not, it's not a particular word so much. It's the, an idea that in the Pasuk that, like here, the seventh month, the idea of the seventh month telling us there's no need for it. it. Must be, you're telling us that everything in that particular seventh month are equal to each other. So you're being makish, every, all the activities of that seventh month, wherever there's a shafer, they should all have the same laws. Right, so we, we're just using common sense over here that it makes sense. And it's so much weaker. Doing, sorry? And it's much weaker. It's weaker. It's still, it's still a very powerful way of learning, but... Um, and what do you call it? But it's, it's not as strong as Xer Shav. So if you have Xer Shav, there's no need to have a Hekish. Because there's nothing more powerful than Xer Shav. It's as if it's written in that other, as if it's clearly written in the Torah regarding that other did. Like Rabbi Yassi said yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we can say Shafers and use all three Psukim, even though Shafer is not written in two of the Psukim. It's as if the word Shafer is written in the other Psukim. But it says Shvi, Shvi, so we compare completely. Yep. Thank you. Oh. Okay, we'll see you Thank all you. tomorrow.